Welcome to the Mixed Take Podcast. Yes, sir. As tell, tell, wait, wait. Tell them what season it is. This is season three. <laughs> season three. Back in effect. That's right. That's right. As film, television, and entertainment are influenced by the mixing of cultures and heritages in the United States of America. Ayo, America. We are here to discuss them, to celebrate them, and to represent. Yes, sir. I am Robert Rivera. Nice, and I'm Dani Alicea. On this episode, we're talking all things Star Wars. That's right. Not the light side of the Force mm. or the dark side of the Force, but the brown side of the Force. Strong. Am I in the Force? <laughs> but not that strong. Exactly. <laughs> so, Rob, looking into this topic, this episode, as we dive in, what is your quick take? So our listeners just have, have an idea generally of what you think um, about Star Wars. In the brown ones, the force is not strong. That's deep. Did you get that? That is, Yes. In the brown ones, the force is not deep. It's not strong. It's not strong. Correct. It's not deep. <laughs> it's close. For me, my yes. quick take would be that it's been 45 years since the first film was, was released back in 1977. It was my birth year. And, hey, and Star Wars is as beloved today as it was then it's not perfect but i will say it is beloved i'd be loving it yes sir before we press play let's press rewind on this episode of mixed take a long time ago in a galaxy far far away i saw a set of movies that forever changed my life for sure my father came home from work with a VHS okay. that contained not one, not two, but all three bootleg <laughs> Star Wars films. Back in the day, man. Wasn't That's right. That the best? If you wanted to watch The Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. you popped it in, you press fast forward, you go do something, come back and see where you're at. Right, nice. The original Star Wars, later renamed Star Wars Episode Four. A New Hope. Yes. Not its original title. Mm-hmm. Almost wasn't made. I know we've we've heard the story many, many times. Mm-hmm. It was expensive. It was innovative. And Lucas persevered. And the rest is history. And if you want to know more about this, honestly, there's a great book called How Star Wars Conquered the Universe. Mm-hmm. Check that book out. I forget the author's name. But it's, uh, it's quite intriguing. A lot of uh, behind-the-scenes stuff. The movies became cult classics by the time I was in college. I know it's weird to, for me to even use that word with Star Wars, but there weren't many of us. Like there were a few. Of, there were generally people liked it, but there were only a few people who were into it who could quote it. But then shortly after, the prequels came out, and when the pre- prequels hit the screen, Star Wars became a common household property that everybody knew about. Yeah, it was kind of like Star Trek. So if you remember back, like the Star Trek show had Trekkies, but then once the Star Trek movies came out with Chris Pine and Zoe mm. Saldana, it resurfaced Star Trek in just a new and a fresh way. And it was like, oh, you're not a nerd anymore. If you watch it, you're just a hip, cool person that likes movies. Mm. Same was with Star Wars. Says you. <laughs> so my childhood had been rekindled. Nice. That was, I think that's... A relationship with Star Wars, but 
what was it about these films that captivated me? And I, I think that I believe it was about it was the, the diversity that mm. captivated me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So of, many different beings of aliens. Yes, yes. exactly. Yes. Exactly. I wanted every one of them, uh, their toys. Yeah. I remember going to the store and just like, Mom, please, I want this one. Yeah. Yoda, Wookiees, robots, R2D2, C3PO. Absolutely. They were just the coolest things ever. That one, there's, you know, in in Return of the Jedi when uh, they walk into Jabba's palace. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that yeah. That thing is jam-packed with, like, weird creatures. Oh, I wanted all, all of those. <laughs> and I, honestly, I had Still many of them. Yes. Yes. Correct. And, like, not just the beings, but the world itself. That there yeah. were That there were planets with multiple moons that... Like, I remember seeing Luke drink, um, like, a blue drink Yeah, that looked like it was kind of Kool-Aid. Like, if Kool-Aid and milk had a baby, it was whatever Luke Skywalker was drinking. And I was like, that looks gross, but amazing. I want some. So, yes, the whole world was just absolutely fascinating. Yes, it, it really was. Uh, when the prequels came out, I remember I was, again, I could not, I, I wanted every collectible. Mm-hmm. However, one thing was apparent in the first six movies of the franchise I could count every significant character of color nearly in one hand. We have Lando. Mm-hmm. We have Mace Windu, Jango Fett, Boba Fett, Bail Organa, and just for honorable mention, you can the voice. Just the voice. Uh, honestly, yeah. though, that's kind of cheap. If we, if I say um, James Earl Jones, I have to say the voice of Jar Jar Binks as well. And notice. Mm-hmm. No women of color. Which, you know, as as we did this research, and Rob, you put, put this mention in here, it kind of broke my heart. Because, I mean, in the first six, I'm sure there are beings that are played by women of, cult, of color. Yeah. But actually holding um, a leading role, having some part to, you know, big part to play in the plot and, you know, that kind of thing. We're just non-existent. Yeah, that's that's a good point. The, um, I think there were women of color who were covered up in makeup yeah. and things. So mm-hmm. uh, when it just came down to the humans, none. So while I'll always love Star Wars mm-hmm. and those original six, honestly, the original trilogy. Yeah. Hold a real special place in my heart. So episodes four, five, and six. Yeah, those movies. Yeah. yeah, same. I embrace slash expect change. Mm. As the series progresses, as the I should say the the property grows, and when you say change, what do you mean by that? Um, I mean change in in di- like diversity, like see more more diversity, um, characters, meaningful characters, significant characters mm-hmm. of of color. So, I expect to see in this vast universe of aliens and and. As you mentioned, there's creatures. There's there's so much diversity. I, I I expect to see more diversity amongst the human characters as well. Yeah, which are the leading individuals in these films. Right. Yeah. Right. So, Donnie, what's your relationship with Star Wars like? I, you guys going steady? You know, <laughs> you guys need to DTR. Like it's complicated. It's complicated. No, gotcha. no, not at all. Actually, okay. It, very similar. The nostalgia is there. I was, uh, you know, a young kid. You grow up on the films. I grew up. My brother is several years older than me. So when he came out, when the first film came out, he would have been seven. I wasn't even born yet. But 
as a kid, I just always remember my brother having all the Star Wars toys and wanting to play with them. Um, he had literally, you know, a huge Millennium Falcon, which was to, to me as a, you know, a shorty, just like the coolest thing I had ever seen. So my love for Star Wars, I think, was really stoked by my family um, and it, and still is in a lot of ways. So a couple of years ago, so this was back when um, episode seven was going to be released. So it hadn't been released yet. And usually they release them in December. Um, I had my family over two days, over two or three days. We watched the first six episodes together. Um, so literally, like, I made, like, everything food-related had some significance to Star Wars. Blue milk? No blue milk, mm. sadly, but there was a Death Star. We did have Leia buns. It was kind of amazing. They are honey buns, but we just... Thank you. <laughs> they were honey buns, but we called them Leia buns. Um, but just stuff like that. We had Vaderade. It was just Power Powerade, but... I just changed out the labels mm. and photoshopped them up. Ton of fun. Um, but literally, my whole family came over. We literally all dressed up. There was nobody that we dressed up for but each other. And we watched all six episodes, and it was fabulous. Then the next weekend was when the films came out, and we all went and dressed up again together. That's awesome. So, and, you know... Um, my boyfriend asked, he was like, so who's like the odd one out, the one in the family that isn't into Star Wars, that doesn't like it? And I'm like, there's not a single <laughs> one. We're, <laughs> we all love it. We're all into the cosplay part of like going to the theater and, you know, the whole shebang. So, again, there's tons of nostalgia. As a, uh, you know, as an adult now looking back at the films and realizing, wow, I didn't see a person who looks like me. Up until Andor, I think, is the first time we see a Latina in, in Star Wars, if I'm not mistaken. But I didn't realize it. Um, and I, I won't say it ne necessarily impacted me, and it doesn't impact my, my love for Star Wars. The story is absolutely, you know, there's love, there's adventure, there's war there's uh loyalty disloyalty all the amazing thing redemption all the amazing things that go into making a story great there are common th those are like common human themes that, yeah. that we can all relate to yeah even a new hope like that that fundamental you know um but but like you said earlier i'm with you in that maybe i didn't realize it before that there weren't people that looked like me, but now that I see it, now it's like an ache. Like, ah, oh, please cast people that look like us. And don't just cast them for um, posterity. This was something that our producer, uh, Rich Hurtado, mentioned as we were planning this episode, that it's not just casting brown people to cast brown people, right. but to cast brown people so that we can tell and share stories that are familiar to us. I think one um, world, if you will, or planet that I really did appreciate was Naboo. Uh, seeing women in positions of authority was pretty cool. So Queen mm -hmm. Amidala, and then after Queen Amidala served her terms, she went to the Senate, and then there was another queen. Queen Jamila. Yes, and so that was pretty powerful to they, see women. Played by a South um, Asian actress. Exactly, and so I really appreciated 
that being being written into um, the story. Mm-hmm. Besides those two, I mean, Princess Leia is probably the next leader that, um, you know, for, the, she was just a, a powerhouse, and then after her, of course, is Rey. But yeah. but I, I really loved Naboo. How about you? What are some? You know, I just to kind of go back to what, what you're saying, there were a couple of times where I went to the theater dressed up. Oh, nice. Once I was in a uh, Chewbacca um, onesie. Yes, very up. warm. Yeah, very super warm. Yeah. Oh my goodness! <laughs> my mom was so hot. My I mean, mom was a, was also a Wookiee, and then she had to like trade with. So she was oh like, "This is goodness. too hot." Yeah, unfortunately, I was wearing nothing underneath, so um, <laughs> I wanted to get awesome. the full Wookiee experience. <laughs> now and you the, know what it's like to be a Wookiee. Yeah, very I, hot. <laughs> exactly. If, now. I watch those movies and, and and with a new appreciation for Chewbacca. A newfound respect. Especially on Tatooine. For sure. Um, and then there was another time where um, a friend and I went and had a had a lightsaber duel in the front of the theater. Oh, nice. With Je- we're wearing Jedi robes. Yes, that's awesome. And, um, for some reason, this is so old, like they were not playing videos on the screen. Oh, wow. And so we, did, we had a little duel. People clapped and cheered. I guess I'm a hero. <laughs> So, um, yeah, yeah. Like I said, so the thing about Star Wars that I'll say this, so we can move into uh, nowadays. The thing about Star Wars is it had there was a lot of room for it to grow, mm-hmm. but it did have a lot of those themes that really resonated with me. And it wasn't until more people of color and actually Latinos were introduced that I realized, oh my goodness, yeah, I see me. This is what's been missing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I went as uh, Darth Vader. I called myself Lady Vader. Appropriate. Now that we've established where Star Wars has been Mm -hmm. and what it's meant to us, let's talk about the modern state of the brown side of the Force. So, ignite your dark saber. Now, let me ask you a question, Donnie. Uh, Star Wars, since acquired by Disney, has tried to diversify their cast and characters. Who are some of the some, who are some of your favorite characters of color, and what makes them stand out to you? I would start with Inquisitor Reva. Okay, she wow. is in the uh, Obi Wan show. Mm-hmm. She's um, a black woman who. Uh, I, I don't want to give a spoiler here, so in case anybody hasn't seen the show, uh, one thing I would say is. Please watch it. It is, for me, it was just phenomenal. I've watched it two times now. The first time... Did you mention it? I didn't. I wasn't paying attention. What show? Obi-Wan. Okay. The first time I watched it, I don't know if there was just a lot of stuff going on, but I, it didn't really connect with me. The second time around, I was like, oh my goodness, this is the closest thing to episodes four, five, and six, which are my favorites among anything Star Wars. Um, they're the closest to those worlds. And so I was like, oh, I love it. We get more Tatooine. Um, we get the younger Luke and Leia. And, of course, you get a lot of Obi-Wan. What I loved about Inquisitor Reva was her strength, her fortitude. Um, she was a leader amongst men. So in this world, it looked like, you know, just men kind of dominated. And she was like, I will not be subjugated I won't be looked down upon I I am woman hear me roar so I really loved the role that that she played Mm. okay okay you're up 
would you like? Well, you know, I I hate to go right to Pedro Pascal, but oh, I mean, he Din Djarin, is, the yeah. Mandalorian, his sidekick, you know, Grogu. <laughs> I I like That's such a good show. Yeah, I like that that we we get this character who has some complexities. He has a a past that is a little bit mysterious to us, mm-hmm. um, but it includes loss. He kind of, um, you know, he's struggling to up, uh, keep this Mandalorian code. And he's also a bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. And then this little baby kind of changes the trajectory of his life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm here for the ride. I'm enjoying yeah. kind of seeing where does he end up? Like, what what is his ultimate fate in this Star Wars universe? Yeah, I little factoid for you, The Mandalorian had seven Emmy wins, which ties the 1977 film for most awarded Star Wars production of the franchise, which is mm. very cool. Something, mm. you know, 40 plus years after the original. Yeah, definitely. So definitely. many awards. And I think it does capture the spirit of what the originals were. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, Star Wars, I think it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed sure. to be a fun movie. There's, there's, there can be depth to it, of course, and there is some depth to it. But ultimately, it should be kind of a ride. Yeah, well, yeah, fun. I mean, but there's always, you know, the the romance kind of guides it. The good versus evil, uh, you know, tug kind of guides the shows yep. or the movies. Um, so yeah, that I mean, the power of story, mm-hmm. right? Uh, for me, the, the next person, I, character that um, has really stood out in the franchise is Poe Dameron, played by Oscar Isaac. I'm a big Oscar Isaac fan. Pretty much love everything that he's done. Um, I really just love the, the strength. I, and maybe part of me always kind of gravitates towards those characters that are strong and resolute in what they're thinking and what they're feeling. I like to think of myself in that way too. Like if I'm for something, I'm really for it. I, you know, with my family or Mm. my friends, like if I love you, I'm going to give you everything. There's no half measure. Um, And so I I think that's kind of what I gravitate towards in film as well. Yeah. Uh, Poe was just kind of a all or nothing pilot. Like I'm going to get this done. Amazing at his craft so loyal and dedicated to the rebellion. Big fan. Yeah. Very charismatic. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. And a, a great leather jacket. Yeah. And a looker. I mean, <laughs> Easy on the eyes. You know. Agreed. Um, um, Oscar Isaac, if you're listening, at Donnie Jack, D-O-N-I-J-A-C. Holler at your girl. Carry on. All right. Um, I would go with, I think... Saw Gerrera is really interesting to me. Forrest Whitaker is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, when is Forrest Whitaker not awesome? Man, he's amazing. He's incredible. With that eye? Are you kidding me? Those eyes. Those, Dayquil, yeah, Dayquil, Nyquil. Oh, my goodness. They'll, they'll burn a hole in your soul. Um, he plays another complex kind of character. He plays a, a, a rebel who who doesn't have time to join the rebellion. He's just going to do it his own way. So he's a more of an extremist, almost like a, a terrorist in, in some ways. But um, yeah. yeah, a lot of complexity. And he has a soft spot for Jen. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah. 
I'd say the one thing lacking in, you know, pretty much most of the characters that we've referred to is character development. And I know that really came up big time with Finn, played by John Boyega. Yeah. Um, you kind of start to get a glimpse into he's a stormtrooper. There's this, you know, like tug at who he used to be and the redemption of now he's part of the rebellion. And then it kind of like want, want. Yeah, almost in the same movie. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you get this this moment where he realizes, man, I don't think I like what I do. Mm-hmm. There's the bloody hand on his helmet, and you're thinking, man, this guy, what has he There's seen? Some depth here. What happened? Yeah. Where, where that unclicked. A few scenes later, he is helping Poe escape, and he's gunning down mm-hmm. other stormtroopers. Yeah. It's like, aren't those your brothers? Yeah, yeah. So... Right, more development of this like what was the process? How did he get to this very desperate? You could have done a three movie, like character arc building on on just that concept of yeah. him, his his programming. He's struggling with that. There's so much, yeah, Donnie. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I 100% agree, and I think that that um, the sentiment goes across several different brown characters that we've yeah. seen. We see where they are now, but there isn't a lot of backstory. Whereas if you look at somebody like a Darth Vader, there's so much backstory. Or a Queen Amidala, there's so much backstory and history and kind of get a feel for why they do what they do. Um, But with our our black and brown casts. It's that they were developed because we we saw them kind of in the beginning of their their journey. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, just to kind of like throw out real quickly, we had Rose... In mm-hmm. in the Last Jedi, that was kind of you see, I think also underdeveloped and kind of made to be an, an annoying character. Who I don't know. Mm. I wasn't a big fan. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't agree with the the bullying on on Twitter and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o is in it, but again, it's just her voice. Um, but you know who I actually really liked was um uh, what. Hold on. Why am I? I didn't write his name down. Um, uh, Glover. Oh, you did. The Childish Gambino. Childish Gambino. No, I, I wrote down. Donald the, Glover. The, He's not Donald here. Glover. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I was going to actually put oh, him did write it. too. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's the, the, I don't know the why young I cannot, Lando. I was, thinking, I, was just, I was going to say Childish Gambino, but I was like, okay. So Donald Glover um, as Lando, I think. Knocked it out of the ballpark because I don't I don't think he was doing a Lando impersonation. I think that was his take on Lando, and I thought it was it was brilliant. He, it, I he was the best part of 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 that movie. I really like Donald Glover. Pretty much anything that he does, uh, if it's music, if it's film, if it's you know whatever, um, he plays in the show Atlanta. There's um a short film that he does with Rihanna that I don't know if it's still on Amazon Prime, but it was. Uh, he's he's just absolutely fabulous. So I loved seeing him cast in Solo, and I agree. I think he did an absolutely wonderful job. Well, the brown side of the force has been stronger in some properties than in others. Mm-hmm. How have you seen examples of the pandering? Mm. Or have you seen the, the examples of the pandering? And, and what characters of colors have been disappointingly mishandled, in your opinion? Well, you know, one we talked about already is Finn. Um, one that I would say mishandled, and and maybe 
I'm stretching here, so we can talk about this, but I thought it was very fascinating. So in researching, I watched um, the first uh, six vo- uh, episodes again, um, along with Obi-Wan and, and a couple other shows. One thing that- Research, quote unquote research. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I found it interesting that Anakin is white his whole life, right? Up until he becomes bad and he goes to the dark force and then he becomes a black man. I, and then he starts wearing, you know, black garbs and has almost a hulking um, appearance. And so, you know, I was like the intentionality with this once um, white bright light for the Jedi that, you know, they, they thought he, you know, Anakin is going to bring balance to the force. Um, once he becomes dark or goes to the dark side of the force, then all of a sudden everything about him changes and he's this kind of sinister, menacing, hulking black form um, being person. I don't know if we really consider him much of a person anymore. Um, but just what are your, what are your thoughts on, am I reading too much into this? Hot take. Hot take. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't, I personally, I don't think it was a, a, a deliberate choice mm-hmm. of Lucas to say, he is a bad man. We must make him a black man. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always seen that. I've always seen it the opposite. Like this is a great opportunity. This is kind of what made your James Earl Jones. Mm-hmm. And so we've we've gotten him in other movies, and of course he he's the voice of Simba. Mufasa. Things like that. Yeah, I I think that the idea, if you think about Darth Vader, Vader clad in in black. Mm-hmm. You can look at it that way. You can also look at it from a perspective of, in a very biblical sense, think about in scripture, John talks about the light and the dark. Mm -hmm. And he talks about the dark being the place where sin is prevalent. Yeah. And he talks about the sin, uh, you know, the light where, where is where things are exposed. And so if you take the light and dark themes there, as we've seen in other pro- in other franchises, mm-hmm. I can see that being the case where the the rebels they have this gleaming white ship and the empire has dark tones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're clad in dark gray. So yeah, so I, I I don't know I don't know how much is there, but um, I can also see how that does. Yeah, that good and evil, dark side, light side. But I can also see how it could. Like strength and stereotypes, yeah, as well. Oh yeah, as dark is dark equals bad, mm-hmm. and light equals good. Yeah, yeah. So let's take uh, a look into the future as we press fast forward on this episode. Great. Is there any Star Wars project that you're looking forward to, or is there any Star Wars project you'd like to see happen that's not already in the works? So I think something that's in the works is, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think a Lando 
show is set to come out sometime soon. I saw that somewhere, yeah. Yeah. IGN or somebody. Exactly. And I was like, oh, that would be awesome. And I mean, especially if, if yeah. they bring the Childish Gambino back. That's the only way I want Bruh, it, honestly. Let's go. Yeah. That would be that w- fabulous. I don't know if that's true or not, but. If it is true, I'm I'm there for it. I would be all in for that. Absolutely. Definitely. Um, I would also like to see more of young Leia, the little girl that they cast to play her in Obi-Wan. She was phenomenal. Sneaky fast, too. Oh, my goodness. How You're she, right. How she escaped those guys. <laughs> in the Very forest. Very fast. In the forest. Yeah, they could not <laughs> flee from the uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. He could not catch her. She, uh, you know, I, I don't want to give any spoilers, but. She escapes. This, Yeah, there, she is. And, or, well, momentarily. Wait, no. Yeah, that's right. She does get. Yeah. <laughs> no spoilers. She is. She's killed. <laughs> oh, oops. You're so ridiculous. One thing I just, I really love how, man, she is young Leia. You know, there's there's no um, pretense about, about who she is. So. If we can get more of Young Leia, I don't know if it's going to be an Obi Wan season two. If they do their own little spinoff of Leia, I would be so down for that. Um, and even, I mean, we mentioned Andor and um, Bix, uh, the the role of Bix played by um, I think it's Adria Arjona, uh, who interestingly she is uh, Puerto Rican and Guatemalan, but raised in Mexico, and then. Bounced around all of Latin America because I think her dad is a singer or something like that. Okay. Uh, just a, a, a stellar human being. I mean, we've seen her in films like Father of the Bride, um, the new Latino, like Cuban take on the film, um, and uh, the movie Morbius. But she's a great actress. Uh, maybe something with, with her. Um, again, some some spin off of Andor. Uh, so, Rob, how about you? What, what uh, films are you looking forward to? Um, I'm I'm looking forward to Ahsoka, mm, Rosario yeah. Dawson, and I think it's going to be. I hope it's a continuation of the animated show Rebels. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. So there's a lot of great um, characters, um, diverse characters in that show as well that I think I, I would like to see fleshed out in live action. So that's mine. I love it. I feel like um, in Disney Plus it gives you the timeline order mm-hmm. and it provides the um, animated shows as well which i've actually never watched so i'm like man i need to go back through and watch with the the animated shows as well yeah okay it's time to press pause um and reflect on points that have stuck out to us or Mm -hmm. key takeaways so rob what's your key takeaway Uh, my key takeaway is that while it's encouraging i think it's encouraging that we're getting a lot of great we're getting significant people of color in star wars that I would like to see it go even further. I think I mentioned earlier the mm-hmm. brown side of the force. Yeah, I love the, it. It's not strong. Uh, I would like to see some more like brown Jedi. Yeah. I think we're getting a lot of characters that are not Jedi that are diverse, but I'd like to see some brown Jedi. Yeah, even in episodes four, five, six, seven, or sorry, one, two, three, four, five, six, the younglings are all white. Mm-hmm. We don't see a brown youngling until Obi-Wan. Okay. So I'm like, oh, man, that is is such a huge miss. Um, For me, I would um, completely agree. I think Star Wars has taken strides, many more strides to go, excited to see more black 
brown, Asian, Polynesian, Pacific Islander stories um, implemented into the Star Wars universe mm-hmm. and um, black, brown, Asian characters cast into um, roles that, you know, prime spots, you know, leading actors, um, leading roles like that. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, this is where we press stop, but have no fear. We will press that play button soon. We will. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Mixed Take. Join us next time as we continue this journey in the far stretches of the universe. Yes, specifically to Middle Earth. Middle Earth. For you non-nerds, that's Lord of the Rings um, and the Rings of Power. We'll talk... I think we'll talk trilogy. Yeah. We'll talk the new show. Um, all of it. All of it. Yep. All of it. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us five stars on Apple Podcast or wherever you tune into your podcast. Also, head over to worldoutspoken.com, a site preparing the Mestizo Church for cultural change, where you'll find information on consulting services, thought-provoking blog posts, and other great podcasts, such as The Feature, Questions from the Pew, La Ventanita, the Mestizo Podcast, the show for the mixed people of the mixed church. Also head over to World Outspoken and order some cool merch. Yes. Got some shirts, mugs, hoodies. hoodies. Hoodie season. Absolutely. Um, what else is on there? Great stuff. Stickers, oh, journals. journals. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's a bunch of things. Yeah. Go check it out. Do it. Definitely. Special thanks to our producer, Rich Hurtado. Also thanks to Manuel Padilla and the World Outspoken crew. We hope you join us again as we continue to dive into the nerdy part of the world of culture, (laughs) influencing entertainment. And until next time, cut. It's a wrap.